With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello there, friend. The good news is we've got the good news team here. Rachel Maines is here. Also, Miss Senior America 2004. And I wanted to say, uh, Michelle Ron, Miss Experienced America oh, 2004. Oh, Thank you for remembering that. Because right. yeah, you like to be called experienced, not senior. But then people might think you're one of those, like, racy ladies. You know, oh, yeah, Miss Experienced 2004. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, we're, we're going to stick with senior for thank now. You, honey. Yeah, okay. for now. Yeah. And we also have our friend Eric Raymer here as well. Hey, Mr. Guys. Senior. Mr. Senior, I love that. And producer Nicole, and joining us in just a few minutes after our good news story, uh, she's back, Gwen Rich. She has been on this cancer journey for quite a few years now, and uh, we're going to continue to talk to her about that journey and her book, uh, Stop Complaining, Make Your Own Luck, A Legacy on uh, the Go by Implementing the 5% Solution. And I like the whole stop complaining, make your own luck. All right, so producer Nicole, let's start with your... um, good news story because I think it kind of goes along with health and longevity which we're all working towards you want to tell us a little about it it's a it's a nun that's a hundred Nicole is that right okay so this nun she's this big giant supporter of the basketball team at this school and she's turning a hundred and um so all of her her entire school and basketball team and everything are there to help her celebrate her hundredth birthday and it's just really super cool Cool. Founded in 1870, yet today it's the scene of a centennial celebration. Go Ramblers. Sister Jean Dolores Schmidt is turning 100. It's always a joy for me to get up in the morning and say, here's another day, thank God. As chaplain for the Loyola men's basketball team, Sister Jean found stardom at the tender age of 98 during the Ramblers' surprising run to the NCAA Final Four. This is the most fun I have in my life. It is. Her pregame prayers and calming courtside presence made her as popular as any player, inspiring t-shirts, socks, even bobbleheads. She is an icon. Everyone loves Sister Jean, and she just lights up any room she's in. Today, she's still inspiring. (laughs) Lego just built a statue of Sister Jean made of more than 10,000 plastic bricks. We decided to build Sister Jean because she is an icon in Chicago. We kind of hold her up there with the Willis Tower, with the John Hancock Tower. A fitting tribute to the revered nun, who's the foundation of her community. I love her because she gives such a... um, uh, a heart to the team, and it reminds me of the one-legged kicking coach that we had recently. Yeah, sure. And that the kids talked about how inspirational he was. Because hadn't he already like lost an arm? He was born with a, and then he lost a leg in an accident, in like a hunting accident. Right. So he became the one-legged kicking coach, and that he became that coach after 
his accident yeah. with uh, you know, lo- losing the leg. And the kids, it's that multi-generational thing that you talk about all the time, Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America 2004, mm-hmm. about you know, bringing the generations together. Yeah. And these kids found this man who was a senior, mm-hmm. uh, the one-legged c- kicking coach, to be so inspirational. And with Sister Jean, I feel the same way, that there's some kind of a love, some kind of a bond and a respect that goes with bonding with someone that from the older generation. So important. So important. We need each other. We need each other. We need the younger. They need the more experienced older. And it is, it's a lesson of what God has, where God has put us. He's put us with these people and let's learn from them. You know, the thing that I love about this story is that the, uh, the youth, the younger generation are embracing her. Yes. Uh, you know, and and they're like, uh, they've, they've made her this, this, Icon. <laughs> I hesitate to say that over a Christian radio station, you know, that, that somebody's sure. being deified to an icon status. But, you know, the John Hancock building, really? Wow. And bobbleheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think about my conversation uh, with Rachel, and she and I have been, Rachel Maines, uh, we've been friends for years. And uh, last week, I, I wouldn't say I lectured her, but I comforted her. And, um, <laughs> hey, there's no shame in your game. You're like best friends with your parents, right, with her dad and her stepmom. And being a single woman running her own business, I said, what's wrong with living with them right now as you save for the future and save for a home uh, because you are such good friends and they enjoy you and you enjoy them. So what's the shame in that game? No. You know? mm. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. They really love having you yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. They're amazing. Can you teach me that? Amazing people. <laughs> yeah. She I give them a, rent, of course. I don't want to live with but... my parents, but your parents sound pretty good. No. I mean, <laughs> literally my stepsister's friends and my brother's friends and everybody, I've actually, they've actually taken in some of my, our friends, you yeah. know, That's cool. my sister's friends and everyone loves them. So they're amazing people. So I just think of it as a blessing right now in my yes. life. I always thought, well, I'm going to buy a house when I'm married and then years go on and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and renting in Denver now is so expensive. Oh, so expensive. And, and it gets you business, nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's regroup and let's be smart now. I love the fact so. that you are what uh, something that you said, you said you're paying them rent. Yes. I think that's oh, phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I'm helping but that's them a out. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. And it's a buy-in for you to have some pride yes. and to uh, feel that you are helping them. Yeah, contributing. And, Bob's yeah. folks were wonderful to us when we were newly married and we um, need, wanted to buy a house and they lent us the money, which was a good deal for us. It was a good deal for them because we also paid them monthly. Yeah. It was still a far oh. better deal for both of us, but it was a sense of we both were able to acknowledge that we needed each other right. and that we we want to be a part of each other's lives. Yeah, and you were saying the mentoring thing. There was things I missed, of course, younger growing mm-hmm. up with them that now I appreciate and I'm looking at how they do life. Sure. And they're so peaceful and how they do their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and has been so encar- encouraging Seriously. to me. So yeah, they're mm-hmm. just, they have simple, strong faith and it's mm-hmm. brought a lot of peace to me. Good. A greater trust in the Lord, which they definitely display, but they don't talk about it. They you don't need to because they, they live it. Yeah. They live and, it. Yeah. Right. Well, Andrew, you and I are just sitting there going, gosh, that sounds good. It's uh-huh. like a, a jacuzzi on a cold winter's day. <laughs> well, my mom, my mom, I love the jacuzzi. And I'm just saying no, nobody else can move in, okay? <laughs> my, my, my mom lives with us, and she's not peaceful. And but she she's come a long is, way, hasn't she, Angie? Yeah, till I heard her talking about us to oh. Aunt Ginny the other day. I'm oh, like, I'm then sorry. you really hear, when somebody doesn't know you're in the room, then you really hear their true deep feelings about you. Hey, I, I, it's, I, I'm, I'm ministering to her. It's like, I want my right. kids to see 
me taking care of her, even if she isn't always very appreciative of mm-hmm. all of the things I've done for her over the years. So with that said, let's um, welcome Gwen Rich, who wants us to live as long as Sister Jean. And Gwen's been on the show several times, and she's been on her own health journey, her cancer journey. And her book is Stop Complaining, Make Your Own Luck, Living a Legacy on the Go by Implementing the 5% Solution. Welcome back, Gwen. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. How are you? It's been a few months. Oh, and I know you had our friend here, Michelle Ron, Miss oh, Senior America 2004. So fun. I, I love <laughs> visiting with Gwen. She was she she has an incredible show. Yes. Oh my gosh. We I loved it. I learned so much. <laughs> um, I think that's what I even love about the show probably more than other people is uh, I have a love for learning and uh, just to learn from other people and get some really good nuggets of what I could do. You know, because we're all human, and uh, a lot of the things that I put in place fall to the wayside, especially over this summer. Um, so just hearing some wonderful things that Michelle had to offer and what works for her can work for so many other people. So it was all good, and I'm still getting comments and uh, talked about it on Mojo Five this morning. So they were all eager to then go and listen to the replay. So, well, you're, you're kind, and I appreciate you. that, Gwen. I loved it. Thank well, you. I, I love I love your the title of your book because it's I'm trying mm-hmm. to get my mom to do stop complaining, and uh, so um, and I th- I think I told you all that my my son has figured it out because he was doing vocabulary words with my husband and he goes oh I know what those words are mom's an optimist and grandma's a pessimist well, and so uh, grandma was was like what he said that and I'm like mom mom you got to own it yeah. so let's talk <laughs> a little bit about we've gone through um, quite a few chapters of your book. Let's talk about where you are in your journey and some of your favorite nuggets from the book so that we can all learn a little more today to stop complaining and live that long, healthy life. Yes. Well, I think what comes to mind for me right now or what's top of the mind is just kind of what I'm going through in my life. And on Spoonie Radio, uh, during this whole month, we've been talking about anti-aging and longevity. Um, A few days ago, the 21st of September was National Alzheimer's Day. And I will tie all this together. Um, And so it's really about, you know, finding purpose. And if if we really do want to think about longevity, we've got to put in, you know, some small things, easy things that we can do every every day that are doable that will get us there. I mean, I don't want to live longer to know that I'm going to suffer at the home of Alzheimer's and I don't even know who people are. That's not the quality of life I want. But Um, As Michelle talked about it on the show, too, it's really about finding the purpose. And I think what people really need to understand is they can listen to this and they can think, oh, my gosh, well, I'm not a radio personality. I'm not an author. You know, I'm not a celebrity. And that's not what it's about. It's whatever that you decide to do in your life, decide to be the best that you can and make a difference. It can be as simple as maybe you are interested in artwork and um, your art just inspires so many other people. And by providing that art and sharing it with others, I mean, what is your passion? If you're not sharing it with others, then is it really your passion? You know, it, and to know that, it, you know, you may not have it at the age of 18 or 25. I can say that I didn't have it at those ages either. Your life and life circumstances, your problems. <clears throat> Um, even tragic moments in your life can lead you to finding your passion. 
We've got and a question from patient. Eric, or comment, I should say. Yeah, Gwen, uh, this is Eric, and I just wanted to say, first of all, thanks for, for the encouragement that you bring over these airwaves. And in, in retrospect to what you just said, I think that, uh, you know, when people are thinking, well, I'm not a celebrity, I'm not a radio, I don't, I don't think, there are four uh, hosts and a producer here in the, in the studio, and I don't think a single one of them views themselves as a celebrity uh, of any sort. But your point is so well made. Because there are things that I, you know, I'm not a real estate agent. I'm not uh, a financier. I'm not uh, skilled at the other things. We all have our own path. And right. to live our best path, I think, is what you're, you're talking about, right? Right. And, and now more than ever, I mean, uh, I think I'm probably, well, okay, except for Michelle. I was going to say I'm the oldest one on the call, but at <laughs> least I can talk about for my generation. The opportunities that the kids have nowadays is just it's unbelievable i didn't have those opportunities growing up there are so many things put in place so many organization non-for-profits uh organizations to join to figure it out what you want to do so there's really almost no excuse to to work on that path doesn't mean you're going to find it right away but the, the the content the information that's there for everybody to work through your journey and find your passion you know um michelle likes to talk to people all the time everywhere she goes i'm medium on that right so i'm in uh, i'm going through your improving daily happiness and these are just so basic and so easy uh, you know smile more like maybe talk to a stranger stop relying on others to make you happy say thank you be appreciative maybe be specific about your appreciation like i write to my kids like my son's having he's got all a's and one b and i said you couldn't make me prouder you're you're doing so well in sports you know, don't worry about the B in math right now. If you get all A's and a B, um, I, I, you're the best son a mom could ask for. You should be proud of, you know, where you are, but specific about what you're proud of. Exercise right. every day is on your list, and I laugh now. Stop drinking soda because I did that one too, except that Zevia stuff that I love. But anyway, I'm in the elevator, right, on the way up here, and I'm running late, and I couldn't find a parking spot, and I hate parking in the parking garage, and I park in the basement, and I think I'm going to be killed by a serial killer because it's so dark down there. And I'm like, oh, this I, I hate it when I have to park down here, and then I get in the elevator, and it's packed. And there's this chunky, lovable guy talking about how he wishes there was a lounge on the 13th floor so he could have some tequila. And I burst out laughing. And then after he got out and I said, hey, have a good day, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was with some millennials and I thought, well, they're certainly not going to talk to me. And the tallest, like handsome 20-something, like total basketball player looking dude pulls his earbuds out and says, you're going to the 12th floor. Are you one of the radio people? And I looked at him like, are you a millennial speaker to me in the elevator? I said, yes, I am. I do a Christian show called The Good News. He goes, that's so cool. Do you like it? And then the other millennial kid started talking to me. And I was like, I am so sick of myself judging a book by its cover and having these preconceived ideas about people that as Christians, we're supposed to talk to everyone, smile at everyone, and assume the best about everyone until, you know, maybe proven otherwise. And I just am reminded about improving daily happiness that it does give me a smile when I pull a Michelle Run and talk <laughs> to somebody at the drive through or the elevator. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think there's a couple things. I know I learned a lesson a number of years ago when I, this was before I was diagnosed and just going through a tough time, I, I felt like I was missing something something in my life, and I went and volunteered for Meals on Wheels, and that's delivering meals to the elderly. And so I did that, and I just remember my kids were having health 
problems at the time. And by doing that, I focused my attention on them, and I saw their life, what was going on with them, and it removed me from my life for a while to say, you know what, things aren't so bad. You know, sometimes we focus so much on ourselves, we can't really focus and see. But to reach out, like you said, to smile to someone else, to make an acknowledgement, hey, thanks for, you know, you're doing such a good job at whatever you do. Um, the smile really, really works. And, again, it, it can just change so many people's lives. It's that paying it forward, which we all need that on certain days. Oh, and Gwen, Gwen, this is Michelle. Would you share that story of the author that uh, you said interviewed Clinton and uh, about the death? Oh. Yeah, that was I, I thought that oh. was pretty powerful, especially for what we're talking about right now. Would you share that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So uh, over a week ago, I had Dwayne J. Clark on Spoonie Radio. He's an author. He's also the CEO, founder of Aegis uh, Living. So they're like assisted living mm -hmm. facilities around the country. And so he has spent a portion of his life researching to find out why certain people live longer than others. And so it was very cool. He talked about his opportunity where he had uh, a chance to interview a former President Clinton, and it was on longevity, and asked Clinton, well, do you understand, uh, realize that presidents tend to live somewhere around six to nine years longer than, let's say, if he wasn't president, if you took everything else uh, from his genetics, lifestyle, everything, um, he, they live six to nine years longer than if he wasn't president. And it was like, okay, wow, that's pretty cool. And then they talked about the vice president. And then do you realize that the vice president doesn't live as long when you put all those factors together? And uh, Dwayne asked the president if he knew why, and the president said, sure. He said, I know presidents live longer because they get the recognition. Mm-hmm. They are where the vice president doesn't get that recognition. And so I thought that was so telling because how many people you know, we may consider to be normal, I say normal but extraordinary people, don't get that recognition. And can you imagine what it would make a difference in their life by getting that recognition? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Rachel's got a question. Yeah, I got, well, I got a question, comments. One first um, is interesting. I saw your list there and you said leave the – the house without your phone and, and that would be the day that i would probably get lost or the car would break no, down she freaked out and then I, I showed it to her and she jumped in her chair when she read leave your phone at home sometimes but i thought you know when you can is like when you go for a walk or something or like i go right. to the zoo now to take a walk but i do take it but i turn it on airplane mode so i can take pictures i have a debate with myself just going to the supermarket as to whether i should take my phone or not <laughs> of course you take your phone well can you just turn it on airplane mode so you can still take photos because i have like 19 19,000 photos on my phone. I just love to take pictures of anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Here's another cool thing that um, I just learned recently. So, again, it ties when, uh, in with Alzheimer's. And I like to bring this up because we should all be looking at ways to uh, do healthier lifestyle choices so that we can hopefully not get Alzheimer's, reduce the risks. And what they're finding out because of the phone, the phones that we have these days, Yes. So they're diagnosing people with, some people with, with Alzheimer's probably 10 years or so later than they normally would. Let me ask you if you guys can figure out why. 
because they're doing something with their brain, like they're playing solitaire and they're reading a lot on their phone and they're making their brain work by being active on their phone. Is that why? No, that's a good guess. No. (laughs) Anybody else want to take a stab? I got nothing. No, I don't have anything. Tell us. Okay. So they're diagnosing the Alzheimer's later because, and I know this because I have uh, grandparents on each side who went through this. So what generally happens with people with Alzheimer's, at some point, they go out and about to go to the store to do whatever. They're driving. They get lost. They have no idea where they are. And the police usually end up finding them and bringing them home. Well, now because people have their phones and the GPS, they're going to wherever they need to go and they're getting back home. So they're able to fake it. And, and they wow. can set Damn. alarms on their phones as reminders and use the calendar. My aunt, who's 87, she does a lot of alarms and reminders and notes to remind herself to do things. So it was hard to detect as well. Oh, Gwen, we're out of time. Gwen, Gwen you're Rich, wonderful. You Absolutely. are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Gwen Rich, thanks stop for complaining. Me. Make your own luck. Living a legacy on the go by implementing the 5% solution. I got the book on Kindle. And give us your website for all your supplements and all the health-oriented items yep the rich solution.com the rich solution.com thank you gwen thanks so much absolutely we'll be right back bye-bye the good news of jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com this is kltt commerce city denver Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. And the good news is I have one of the ARC ambassadors here with me, Christopher Petty. Hi, my name is uh, Chris. I have worked at the ARC for four or five years. Shopping with the purpose means giving back and it really helps people like me. I like working at ARC because it's the people and it's the employees and you can, you don't have to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself and just come in and just do your best and just be yourself. I love him. I do too. (laughs) Keep going. And uh, I just, I do my best. You know, I go in there and I give it my best and I have a good time. And you're proud of the work you do? Proud of the work I do. Giving back. The heart of ARC is so wonderful. It's important to shop at ARC because, you know, it is shopping with a purpose. I say that a lot. And when you donate things, it goes back to help our community and people just like Chris, who has a wonderful job with ARC as an ambassador. 303-238-JANE, 303-238-JANE, or arcthrift.org, arcthrift.org. Hey, I'm Chris. I love working at ARC. Welcome back. Angie Austin here. You know, just about anywhere you go these days, you'll find a lot of people with their head looking down at a cell phone. I just saw um, a photographer's uh, work the other day, and he removed the cell phones from everyone's hands. And it was so weird to see all these photos of families with everyone staring down at their hand, because then you realize that, like, we're not connecting as much. So much has been written about the social issues of mobile technology, but a new independent study looks at how cell phones can be a dangerous workplace distraction and how most businesses lack an effective policy for cell phone use while at work. And I have to be honest with you, when I see employees on the cell phones and not paying attention to their colleagues or where they're walking, it is, you know, 
That's customer service that's going by the wayside in some cases. So joining us today is is True Software CEO Joe Boyle here to discuss the study about this critical safety issue and a public workplace distraction webinar that is on September 24th. So welcome, Joe Boyle, True Software CEO. Hi, Joe. Hi, Angie. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. And uh, you really nailed it. Customer service is taking a hit, but productivity and safety are taking a real major hit as well. I'll say. So let's talk about that workplace uh, distraction study first. Absolutely. So uh, here at True Software, we are focused on helping uh, people, employees and and, and, uh, uh, managers to get the very best uh, that that mobile computing has to offer while uh, limiting the, the, the downside risks. And we really do recognize that epidemic, that addiction that you talked about uh, earlier on, uh, and we believe that something needs to, to be done about it. So we commissioned this study to understand the attitudes and behaviors um, between management and employees to see where was their common ground and where could we help to, to create a collaborative, cooperative solution uh, between uh, management and employees to really put an end to uh, unsafe or distracting device usage in the workplace. Okay, so what can be done to improve safety and uh, reduce these uh, distractions, which, as you mentioned, and good point, taking down productivity, decreasing customer uh, service and satisfaction from the, you know, the customers, and the danger. So what do we do? Yeah, so we believe that it's really solved through a, a very simple three-step process. So it begins with understanding the environment, understanding the context. So I'll give you an example. Um, some things that we do on our mobile devices um, uh, are, are safe for all times, and some things are, are, are a bad idea uh, in certain circumstances. So, uh, for example, you might want to watch a YouTube video uh, uh, on your uh, mobile device while you're in the break room. That's probably okay. That same uh, device when you're out doing your job could be anything from um, you know, a, a disruption to your productivity uh, to something as serious as a, a, a very serious health and safety uh, risk, for example, like if you were driving a motor vehicle. Uh, and so the first thing is to think about the context and say, what is allowed and what is not based on what that worker is doing? You then set policy that's adaptive, that's flexible, that allows people to use devices the way that they should but not the way they shouldn't. And then lastly, you've got to be able to enforce those policies. Um, you know, most organizations do have written policies around how devices can be used, but most employees will also freely admit that when those policies stop them from doing what they want to do, they just ignore them. So it's got to be enforceable. You've got to have a mechanism that brings that policy to life. You know, it's uh, funny uh, that you mentioned the policy because uh, if your grades in our family uh, drop below a certain uh, place, I use this app that turns <laughs> turns their smartphone into a dumb phone. And then they try to come up with all these, you know, scenarios of why they need it or how they need it. And I'm like, nope, that's our policy. <laughs> yeah, you. so you just, you, you just perfectly nailed uh, why enforcement matters so much because if you just had the policy – um, certainly your children wouldn't do this, but maybe somebody else uh, would just bypass that policy and go about doing what they need to do. But what you're describing uh, is exactly what's at the heart of what we do, which is, you know, we take your policy, we bring it to life. Uh, and if you have a policy that says you cannot, 
uh, interact with the screen of a mobile device while you're driving, mm -hmm. you're not going to interact with the screen of that device while you're driving. The, the application simply will not allow it. And so uh, that's, and that's what really it at the heart of what we do. Yeah, so how, so how is that enforced? It just actually won't work? Yeah, so think about our software as an automatic safety switch. So you establish the policy that says, here's what you can do, here's what you can't do. Okay. And our software recognizes where you are and what you should or shouldn't be doing. We recognize if you're behind the wheel of a company vehicle. We recognize if you're operating a forklift or you're in the, in the uh, operating a, 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 a CNC machine on the production floor. And based on those contextual indicators, we then serve up to that user a customized experience that says, here are the things you're allowed to do, and we suppress everything that you're not allowed to. So, oh, wow. uh, for example, in the driving environment, you're allowed to make and receive hands-free phone calls, but you're not allowed to access YouTube. You will not get to YouTube on that mobile device. Now, when you get out of the vehicle, your device reverts to its normal state, and you have full access to everything that's, uh, that, that's available to you on that, on that mobile device. Oh, my gosh, this is genius. You have to, you have to develop this for teenagers. <laughs> well, you know, we this believe genius. That, yeah, we believe that this is a, an issue that needs to be addressed uh, everywhere. Our initial focus is really uh, trying to address it in the uh, in, in the, uh, the the corporate world because look, one of the things that we recognize is that um, you know roughly half of the motor vehicle accidents that happen today uh, happen among commercial drivers, yep. and the leading cause of those accidents is is distracted driving. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to make a, a difference in the world. We really believe that we're um, doing well by doing good. So we're trying to, to, to address the market uh, in the ways that we can have the greatest impact, uh, and then we'll continue to scale. Wow. I, I wish you uh, much success in this because this just makes sense on so many levels, and I'm battling this same kind of, uh, uh, you know, endeavor within the home with, you know, a bunch of kids. And so um, the workplace environment uh, is, is needs this so badly. And uh, I, I, was a, I was at a craft shop the other day that was at a big um, resort kind of dealie, Bob. And all the young people had their phones out, right? And then I know the yeah. president of the organization, and he was coming in to show me something. And I saw the young millennial um, you know, group say, here comes Joe, put your phones away. And so they all, oddly enough, he was Joe, too. Um, and so they were all putting their phones <laughs> away. But if they had your technology, they wouldn't even be able to use their phones while they're teaching people in the craft shop. That, that's correct. Uh, you know, the, the, in today's world, right, the average person looks at their device over 2,600 times a day. That's twice every minute. What? Uh, and Wait, sometimes those interactions. What? How many? So on average... Uh, yeah, a, a person looks at their device, interacts with their device 2,600 times a day, twice a minute. Oh, yeah. Now, some of that is productive. Some of that is, is good usage, uh, but some of it is not. And so our approach is not a simple one-size-fits-all, take the phones away. It's about finding that balance. And really, that's at the heart of our name, True Software. It's about finding balance uh, and agreement between uh, management and workers to make sure that people have access to the devices for things that they should be doing and that can help them be more productive and stay connected, 
but really take away those, you know, the, those things that are non-productive or, in many cases, highly dangerous. That's brilliant, Joe. Where do we go to get more info? Yeah, the best place to go is our website. That's trucesoftware.com. It's T-R-U-C-E software.com. And from our site, you can learn all about the platform that we've built. You can download the results of the survey, and you can register to join a webcast that we have coming up on September 24th that talks all about this tug of war with mobile devices. Now, I know we're almost out of time, but I just have to ask you, what um, what got you into this arena? I'm always curious um, because I do think this is such a great idea and kind of a no-brainer. Like, why hasn't someone done this before? So with that said, what gave you your passion for doing this or coming up with this idea to do this? Yeah, so, uh, look, I, I got involved with this because I saw an opportunity to uh, really build a business that could help make a difference. Um, you know, we believe that, uh, that, that, that companies can be a force for good, uh, and we believe that that's what we're doing at True Software. Good for you. Give us your website one more time, Joe. Yes, thank you. It's trucesoftware.com, T-R-U-C-E, software.com. Wonderful. Thanks, Joe. Much success to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work on this with my own uh, kids prior to them getting into the workplace. Great. Thank you so much. Angie Austin here. Always a pleasure to have uh, information on the show that is close to my heart, having been a weather woman for so many years across the country when I did my morning TV news days and disasters like hurricanes. Boy, they kept us hopping. And Hurricane Dorian, well, that reminds us why we recognize each September as National Preparedness Month. And of course, reliable communication is really one of the most important parts of being prepared. Joining us today is Andrea Caldini, a communications expert and the vice president of network engineering for Verizon Wireless. And she has important information about improving disaster communications and about National Preparedness Month. Welcome, Andrea Caldini. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. All right. So the thing that's just mind blowing to me is like when communications go down uh, in like maybe a whole country. Um, if, you, if it's an island or something small, and people can't communicate at all. And I know advancements have been made, but really after the disaster, besides getting the people rescued, communications, that becomes really the biggest thing to deal with. Exactly. The communication system is, a, is key for both the customers, the community, and the first responders who are in there trying to get information about the situation and helping um, people who might be stranded or hurt. So it's really vital, and especially the wireless network, you know, every year becomes more of a key communication for, for everyone in the U.S., and I know a lot of advancements have been made. So what does Verizon do to keep people connected when things like this go down? Well, it's important that you think about the design of the network. It all starts there. And one of the first things that goes out in a hurricane or one of these disasters is power. So we design our network to be power resilient. So we have battery backup. We have generators to our, our cell sites. And then we also, the, the mobile switching centers, which are the areas, they're like the heartbeat of the network. We build those buildings so they can withstand a Category 5 hurricane you know, if it's in the north so that they're, they can withstand large ice, uh, if it's out in the west so that it's uh, earthquake rated. So really as we design the network, we think about 
how does a network stay up in conditions that, um, you know, that are unexpected? Mm-hmm. And it really starts with power. That makes sense completely. All right. Uh, what about um, us, our responsibility? Uh, I know one of my uh, uh, cousins that lives in a weather uh, disaster prone area, they have like a phone tree, a calling tree, but you may not have your phone. But what, what can we do to be prepared? So I think it's very important that people keep a communications plan. They have the plan with their family, with their business, and there are things like a list of uh, contacts. You have that on your device. You back it up to the network. We have a a cloud, Verizon cloud that people can back up to, and you have a hard copy of this in case something happens. Um, It's also important to have your devices charged, right, and have your chargers with you so that if you need to evacuate, you bring those with you so that wherever you can go, you can continue to charge your device and communicate with your loved ones. That's great advice. I ended up in an emergency room once with my son and I was like, ah, I have like 2% left. It's like, have your charger with you, Angie. Right. It's really, those small things can make a huge difference. And we also provide charging stations so that if something happens oh. and somebody doesn't have access to that, we, you know, in the, uh, the community, we have our charging stations there and we leave our stores open so that anyone could come in, whether they're our customer or not, and charge their phone or make a phone call. Well, I didn't know that. So can you tell us about some of these uh, firsthand stories of how Verizon's responded to some of the more recent storms, you know, what you do when you kind of get deployed and you're right there in the action? So um, this last storm, Dorian, we were very lucky that it didn't hit uh, as hard as, as we expected, but we were prepared. We prepared from the tip of Florida all the way up to Maryland. We had emergency operations centers up and running, working with the, our first responder community as well. And we also manned the first responder um, centers so that we had somebody there you know, at the point if they had any questions or anything they needed from us. And, you know, Ocracoke, which is one of the Outer Banks um, islands, it had, um, there were a lot of people that didn't evacuate. Um, We had a cell site there that we built up on stilts. So this was above the water line. So the flooding that came in didn't affect our cell site, but we needed to get out there to get um, for uh, gas to refuel our um, generator. So we had to work closely with um, the FEMA and the response team. They got us a ferry so that we could bring out our fuel and we could refuel that generator. But that generator was a lifeline as they were going and doing a lot of rescues within that community. Wow, that's impressive. Well, what else should we know, Andrea? Well, I think it's important, um, one, to to evacuate when you're told to evacuate. I, I mean, agree. that that to me... You don't want to be part of the story, and you find uh, storm after storm, there's people that don't want to go. Even if the storm doesn't turn out to be as bad as it was supposed to be, you're much better off leaving and then coming back to your home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, where can we go for more info? So on our website at verizon.com, we have a, um, a resource page for emergency resources, and it helps you create your communication plan for yourself, your family, and also for your business. Excellent. All right. So uh, I'm a Verizon person, so it'll be easy for me to find the website. All right. Any parting words? 
Uh, just wanted to thank you um, for you know having us on today and for us letting us to uh, talk about our network and our reliability. You betcha. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. There is so much fun stuff to do at the YMCA of the Rockies, you're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. At YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch, this fall you can join our Intro to Outdoor Skills Weekends. You can learn how to properly pack your backpack, learn orienteering skills, hone your rock climbing skills, and so much more. YMCA has made Snow Mountain Ranch the place where the entire family can adventure together. YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch is the ideal family vacation, located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org for fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Book your stay at ymcarockies.org today. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Angie Austin here, looking for a getaway this fall. You know, my kids have fall break, and I've already looked into YMCA the Rockies. Uh, We had our family reunion there last year, as you know, 40-some-odd of us uh, up there. We're already planning another 2020 reunion up there. But we go just as our family a few times a year, and sometimes we'll invite another family. And somebody who does a really good job at planning these things that really makes, you know, our trip Uh, wonderful every time is Julie Thomas and she's the family programs director and Julie I have to say thank you so much for the work you do because you provide so much joy for so many families oh well thank you so much that's what we're all here to do just having fun in the mountains you know over the um, over the summer when I was there and again we're you know moving into fall but I have to tell you I hadn't seen the whole um, uh, 4th of July parade you do I laughed so hard there was a guy in your parade who worked in one of your departments and it's all employees and they dress up and I still keep it on my Facebook he was dressed up as the Statue of Liberty and I said looking good Lady Liberty and he just smiled and laughed at me and gave me a thumbs up and what a wonderful family environment you have throughout the seasons up there Oh, well, thanks, and that's what we're always going for. And I tell you what, while it's a treat to watch that parade, I don't know if anyone enjoys it quite as much as all of our day camp kiddos who get to participate. (laughs) That was cool. They were so cute. Okay, so in the fall, what are some of the activities? Because I know summer is your big season, but we go up year-round. And so talk to people about some of the things that are a highlight for many in the fall, because hiking's still done. I know that. What else? Well, I think really the the treat about the fall is, like you mentioned, summer's the big season, so it's a little quieter. Um, And we start to get the, you know, changing aspen leaves and the elk and everything. So uh, the whole dynamic has changed a lot. And we try to kind of mimic that by providing um, our Fall Fest weekends. So that's going to be the weekends of September 22nd, 29th, and then October 6th. Um, That Fall Fest is hayrides and pumpkin painting. 
um, you know, some kind of fall activities, games, square dancing, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so having that on on those Saturdays, um, coming in towards October, we'll have a Halloween spectacular, and that involves some trick-or-treating around property, dressing up. Um, we do some fun movies, a Monster Mash roller skating party, um, and a little bit of a haunted house. Nothing too crazy, but uh, our outdoor education staff actually puts that on, and, and it's really cool. So those are some big highlights for the family over the fall. Um, and then we're also going to have some activities and uh, programming for active older adults, and, and that's a pretty broad, generic term, but we're going to look at doing some special uh, adventure activities um, during the week of September 18th to the 20th, and then we're also looking to do um, some exploration into the national park and photography and, and documenting uh, being out in this area, and that's going to happen uh, towards the end of September, the 25th through the 27th. So kind of a little special thing happening basically every week or weekend throughout the fall of year. Oh, my gosh, I need to live up there. Your, your <laughs> hiking program, speaking of some of the active older adults, that's a you know, broad category, there were two Daves I took um, a hike up with um, up there, and I've one Dave, the tall, skinny, older Dave, who's 70. He was turning 70. I mean, the dude is doing 14ers, and I remember the first time I hiked with him, I'm like, oh, what? Whatever, bro. Like, I can't keep up with you. He's mind-blowing. I mean, to me, and I, I know 70s is not old anymore. It sure as heck is to be doing 14ers. Absolutely. Well, and the thing that's so crazy, and, and people ask all the time, what's the difference between just taking a hike versus uh, going on a hike with one of your hike masters? And not only just, you know, being, you know, redefining what awesome is, because, right, you've got these guys hiking, hiking like crazy, um, but just their history with the park and with the trails out here and the connections they have and their just understanding of, of what's going on up here. I, the amount of knowledge that you can gain from going on a hike with one of those guys is just, it's invaluable and it's at no additional cost when you're standing up, staying up here, which is truly amazing because a lot of guided trips are, are pretty pricey. Yeah, pretty pricey. And you're right, you learn a lot. Um, that was our favorite part of the summer trip that we took up there. And I was excited to hear that the hiking program um, lasted into the fall. There was one where we took the hike that was the old entrance to the Rocky Mountain National Park. And then he took old pictures and showed us the road that used to be there. And we were finding some of the blacktop from the road with the yellow stripes still on it, a couple of the big homes that had been up there. And we found, you know, some of the pipes and like an old bottle, an old spring from a Stanley steamer. I mean, come on. This stuff was amazing. And my kids, when I told them we were going to do these hikes they were like yuck and they they loved it so uh, a real highlight and i agree with you it's not like hiking on your own because they have so much knowledge that they can give to you uh, your locations in uh, snow mountain ranch and also ymc the rockies and estes park really have been a highlight for my family we don't have our own mountain cabin but we think we uh see your your location your why as our family uh cabin uh per se even though we usually stay in different ones or the lodge the lodge rooms are fantastic so where do they get more information about all of these events the spooktacular and the fall fest um the elk up there mind-blowing the elk they'll be bugling and walking right across the campus in front of you it's amazing the website julie yes the website and for more information specifically about these activities on the website you, uh, you can just jump on to ymcarockies.org uh click on that activities button and it's already got the uh fall planning guide up so that's got brief highlights on everything as well as updates every um, two weeks about what programs are currently running, what hikes are currently being offered, all of that. So as we continue to move through fall, you'll always have at least two weeks heads up on specific activities and times. 
Um, but then some of that general information about the Fall Fest, what's included on those weekends, what we're hoping to put together, um, and what Spectacular is going to look like is all already up on the website. Again, it's under activities, and then at the planning guide. You can flip through and see uh, everything we just talked about, as well as some of our other things, so library, chapel programs, all kinds of stuff. So again, if you're inter- interested, go to ymcarockies.org and click on activities, and you can look at the planning guide. Thank you so much, Julie. Absolutely. We look forward to seeing some folks up here. Excellent. Julie Thomas, Family Programs Director. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.